Welcome back to the Broncast podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos. We work on Broncos and we just love talking about the Ford Bronco from generation one all the way through generation six. Our sponsor for today's episode is Tom's Off-Road. You can see their banner in front of our table. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore your classic Bronco. And now they have new Bronco parts as well. Yeah, so in the previous episode, we talked about my Bronco behind me and all the stuff I put on it before the show. So today we want to talk about your Bronco. Yeah. But... um, so uh, before we came to the show, well, there was one day I needed you to do something for me, and you said, "Nah, I can't. I'm 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 uh, doing like some fourth grade stuff." Yeah. And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" And you go, "Yeah, I homeschool my kids with my wife Bethany." And uh, so I came up with an idea, like for a game. So um, I have a special guest coming onto the show <laughs> oh, here nice. for a minute. All and, right, here we go. So the, it's, "Are you smarter than a fourth grader?" <laughs> So, oh my gosh! So I do. So I, I I'm freelance. <laughs> I do freelance fun. video production, <laughs> um, and my wife is a hairstylist. So on the days that she works, I uh, homeschool the kids. I'm really good at math. Like, let's just get that out of the way. I'm great at math, but the rest of it. So <laughs> so, Clark was the only one that could participate in this so he came up with eight or ten questions here oh, man. and right. i was gonna have him give you the hard ones and me the easy ones and <laughs> your kids are like that's not fair oh so see, we fair. have we Justice have police clark brought us a hat and right. we're gonna pull from the hat okay. and we're gonna answer these questions so okay perfect um, perfect I you get to this. go first all right all right pull one out question number one so i ask you the question or i have to answer the question you oh. have you you ask it and you answer oh. it there's a math question that I don't know. What what are the five steps of long division? Oh, that's just mean. I don't know. You just divide the number. Two goes into eight. Let's see. You just take so, a long time doing it. Yeah. You, you, uh, let's see. First, you do the tens. I don't. I, I have no idea. What's the answer? Do you know the answer? All right. Come here. Tell me the answer. This is my son, Clark, right here. Divide, multiply, subtract, check, bring down. Wow. Divide, multiply, subtract, check, bring down. So I just want you guys to see that and know how good of a homeschool teacher my wife is. (laughs) All right. So I have a question. It looks like a problem I have to solve. All right. All right. How far away was the first telephone call? Oh, bonus. Bonus, who was the person and answers? Uh, I'm going to go with the farthest telephone call was... Whoa, no, the first. How far was the first telephone call? I'm going to go to the room next door. Okay. And I'm going to guess it was uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Who knows? Uh, is the answer on the back? Who did he call? Uh, did he call his doctor? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He called his mom. He should have called, should his, have mom. called his mom. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Do right. you know the answer? Oh, Clark, coming in clutch. I'm so glad we have a fourth grader. Right. From one room to another, and Alexander Graham Bell and his assistant. Oh, nailed nice. it! That was good. One you got for me. All right, all right, all right one for you. Okay, see if I can actually get one right. <laughs> What's the most dangerous animal in the world? Oh man. 
I feel like my son actually asked me this the other day and was like, I think he said rhinoceros. Was it rhino? No. <laughs> was it hippo? Hippo. Oh, it was a hippo. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Oh. Most dangerous animal in the world. It's a hippo. So what's the difference between a hippo and a rhino? Uh, I think rhino has the horn. Unicorn. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to give you a half a point half for that. Half a point, okay. You got I knew like, it was either hippo or rhino because I didn't believe him. But I, I, I didn't even <laughs> know the difference. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, here's, here's my question. True or false? The answer to an addition problem is the addend. Addend. The answer? I'm going to go with true. I, it's 50-50. Yeah, I say false. What is it? False. Oh, what is right. the answer? It's the sum. The sum. The sum. Oh, yep. there you go. All you right. get a point for that one. Yep. Hey, wait. Right. You just answered that one. All right. Last one here. I only have one. I only have one right so far. True or false? There are four forms of matter. We got gas, liquid, solid. Gas, liquid, liquid, and solid. I think there are only three forms of matter. Correct? Incorrect. Four. Oh. What's the fourth one? Plasma. Interesting, man. Yeah. We have two teachers apparently yeah. <laughs> right here. <laughs> there we go. Come we got, got a teacher in the audience. <laughs> you too. guys have to go back to middle school. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. All right. Here is, here is the, my last question. Okay. Five. Uh, what is a hyperbole? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Isn't it a, a, a question that doesn't have an answer or something like that? So I don't know. I think it's come help us out. Not the hyperbole, but the superbole. Not the superbole, <laughs> but the hyperbole. Hyperbole. All right, Clark, come help help me out because I probably totally missed this. It's like saying something that's like, saying something that's really big and it's not actually that big. Like over overreact, oh, exaggerating. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, like, I never do that when you say <laughs> when you say that's hyperbole. Yep, I know, I know what that is now. Okay. We are not smarter than a fourth grader. No, we kind of... In the slightest. Man. Did we very failed, poorly. We <laughs> failed that miserably. But we can work on Broncos pretty, yeah, that's pretty right. well. <laughs> There's not one Bronco question that in was, there. Yeah, seriously. We can ask you guys Bronco questions all day long. Well, uh, if you're just joining us, we're recording a little uh, Broncast podcast all about the Ford Bronco here at the Super Celebration uh, in Townsend, Tennessee, and uh, just kind of going over uh, the intro to our episode here and, and uh, just getting going. But yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, we, we both were working on our Broncos, trying to get them ready for the show, trying to get new parts on them. And uh, if you guys remember a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how I blew the head gasket in my Ford 302. Uh, I was pulling into the, the, uh, the neighborhood and it just started chugging along and sputtering and, and backfiring. And luckily it didn't overheat. Uh, it never overheated. So I pulled the heads off, cleaned it all up, uh, ported the, the valve or lapped the valves, um, and, uh, got, got the heads all cleaned up and, and put back together. So that was the first thing I did. Um, and it was the first time that I've done a big engine uh, you know, not upgrade, but just fix like that. And I put it all back together and I turned the key and it just fired right up. And it was, I was 12 degrees off, you know, on my, 
distributor on my timing, so I just changed that a little bit, but then it just purred. And I was like, surely the bottom is gonna fall out of this, but it didn't. Um, it actually worked pretty well, so that was that was impressive. You got way into that engine. It was cool. I, I came that. over and like the intakes off and like parts are oh, everywhere and took both the heads off. I mean, I was down to the pistons. I cleaned the pistons up, cleaned the heads up. Um, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but you knocked it out. That's yeah, awesome. Thank you. And then uh, Tom's came out with a their big brake kit, and I teased that a little bit, but it's a, a big brake kit, which um, they they give you hubs, rotors, um, the bearings, the um, all the the new brake line from uh, Crown Performance, super nice brake lines, uh, the bolts, everything that you need to put that kit on. And the coolest part about their brake kit is if you if you guys have ever done the GM disc brake conversion on your early Bronco, you actually have to grind the knuckle down to give clearance for the caliper to actually move. And the cool thing about this kit is how they make it uh, that caliper sits right there and you don't have to make provision on the knuckle. You don't have to grind your knuckle down uh, and it sits right on the rotor. The bummer is it doesn't fit a 15 inch wheel. So I know a lot of the classic guys, we run the 15 inch wheels. Um, and so I had to upgrade, I had to upgrade to a 17 inch wheel. So I go inside and I tell my wife, honey, I bought this new brake kit and now my wheels don't fit. So you know what I have to do? I have to buy new wheels and tires. And she said, yes, honey, of course you do. Here's the checkbook. <laughs> it did not go that smoothly at all. Um, but I did, I did have to buy new wheels and tires. I had to, um, but I've been wanting these methods for a long time. Uh, so I put the method race wheels on there and uh, if you guys know, I, I shoot uh, full-time. I do video production full-time. That's my job. And so we've actually put these methods on a couple of vehicles that I've taken off-road. And uh, and I put one, I got one down to, um, I got a flat, and but the bead never broke. Like, so it's this bead grip technology instead of a, 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 a bead lock where you actually have to screw a lock, you know, onto the outside of the rim and, and kind of squish the tire in there. This has the bead grip technology and it holds extremely well when you're off-roading. Um, you know, running them at 10 PSI or eight PSI is totally doable with these rims. So it's a great option if you don't want to do a bead lock, if you don't like the look of a bead lock, but you just want to do a bead grip. Well, so. you, you did several changes. And when I first saw your truck, it like transformed to this <laughs> jungle, you know, <laughs> buster. And it's super cool. Um, what else did you do? Yeah, so I got a fifth uh, rim and wheel. So I, was a, I have a full-size spare, which I haven't had yet. So I got the roof rack to put the full-size spare on there because uh, I had the ranch hand on there and it actually started pulling my quarter panel apart uh, in the back. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do that anymore. So, um, you know, if you have a, a 35 inch tire and you're running a spare, you want somewhere that it's it's gonna be secure and it's not bouncing on your your uh, uh, ranch hand or anything. So I put the, did the rhino rack and put the spare up there. And that rhino rack is so beefy. 
Um, it's, you know, I don't know if how, how, what gauge it is. It's not as, as beefy as the step sliders, but man, like putting that thing together, it was a jigsaw puzzle for sure. Uh, comes in a couple boxes and, and you're looking at it like, how is this going to turn into a rack? You know, but man, I stood up there, I was standing up there for a little bit, pulled the tire up and I was like, this isn't even like flexing. Like it is really cool. And it, it goes on a hard top and it goes around the drip rails of the hard top and uh it's able to just kind of set on there and uh and you bolt it in and it man it worked really really well and well I'm and really you, you can see it behind us uh his truck is taller yeah it's got the rack makes it even taller again yeah so yeah so it's it's really cool so i got all that um from our sponsor today tom's off road uh the methods were um you know, you can find them right on their website. The cool thing is they have methods for the early Bronco and for the Gen 6. Um, and then I did the Rhino Rack, which you can actually get here at the show. And I think they have a show special on that Rhino Rack. So definitely check that out. And then the last thing I did was I replaced the uh, shocks. So I've been running the Bilstein 5100s. And if you think, oh, I just said Bilstein wrong. No. It's Bill Stein, like a beer Stein. Or, Get it? Or Frankenstein. Bill Stein, beer Stein, Frankenstein. So you have to say it kind of angry German. Beer Stein. You know, <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, that's how you say it. But, uh, but yeah, so I had the 5100s, which came in the Tom's two and a half inch kit. Um, and But I really like a soft shock. I really like something that is squishy when you hit a speed bump it doesn't knock your fillings out uh, of your teeth you know it's it's something a little bit softer so i actually went with the bilstein uh, 5165s which is a uh not a dual reservoir but a separate reservoir which changes the valving it changes the spring rate it changes all that so it's a really nice ride but the cool thing is is it won't like it, it dissipates heat so much better um, than even the 5100s. And so if you're doing, you know, if you're going out to the sand dunes or something like that and going over, uh, you know, some whoops, then that shock isn't gonna heat up as quick. You're not gonna have as much fade in it. So you're not gonna start hitting your bump stops, you know, as quickly. Uh, with that shock, maybe not even at all. It's a really, really good shock. Um, but you know how it is, Bronco guys, right? Like we install one thing and then we go, oh man, because of that, now I have to put this on, darn. <laughs> so yeah. because of those shocks, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be needing to put on some sway bars because now going around the corners, the Bronco is pretty tippy, um, which is actually kind of fun. But uh, I had a passenger riding with me coming through the mountains up here and, and you could just see it. They were kind of like, why is this so tippy? <laughs> like what is happening? So yeah, we, uh, we'll have to put some sway bars on, balance it out a little bit. It's funny, I see a speed bump now with, you know, cause uh, I've had Bill Stein's on this, I'm getting some 8150s for my Gen 6. And speed bump means speed up. Yeah, yeah. And hit, hit them as hard, as fast as you can, cause it just like Soaks them. it up. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it used to be like, when I first got my Bronco, I remember hitting a speed bump and it was like, seriously, like I almost saw stars, you know? It, it was <laughs> that hard of a hit. And I have no idea what lift kit was on there, you know, originally or anything like that, but it's like, now it just soaks. Usually it your tailgate opens for yeah. you. <laughs> it sounds like your axle's coming out, but it's just your tailgate open for you. Yep, exactly, exactly. 
Well, cool. Well, um, today, what we're going to be doing on this episode of the Broncast is with the you know help of movie magic, like last time, we're gonna we're gonna poof and uh, go away, and a, a new you know Bronco is gonna be behind us, and we're gonna have someone here who we're talking to about uh, their Ford Bronco. So, hang on just a second, and we'll be right back. All right, well, with the help of movie magic, here we are. We're back. We're with Art Walker, and Art is going to tell us about this beautiful Bronco behind us and just kind of go into his life with the Bronco, buying it new off the showroom floor when he was uh, just a young, young fellow, younger than today. All right, I bought this thing in 1970, took it out of the dealership, and I loved to hunt back then. So I figured the way to break it in would be take it to the woods and start going in and hunt. Had a good time. You just won't find anything with any more fun than the old Ford Bronco. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, if you can, you've missed out on a lot of fun. I mean, Ford, I mean, this is a segment the Bronco is the second pony car, because I had a Mustang, and I like that, but that Bronco's something else. You just can't beat it. Tell us about when you went to the dealership. Well, you wanted to buy, you knew I you went, wanted to buy a Bronco. Yep, I wanted to buy a Bronco, and they were hard to get, and I was going to buy something else. And I was working, I was a mechanic for a VW dealer in Florida at the time, and my general manager was talking to me, and he said, well, I, uh, I heard you wanted to get a Bronco. And I says, yeah, he says, well, let me see what I can do for you. So he called a Ford dealer in Ocala, Florida and talked to the sales manager there. And he says, well, one of my boys up here wants to buy a Bronco. Will you sell me one at 100 over cost? He says, yeah, send him down. <laughs> I couldn't get my ass down there fast enough. <laughs> I went down there and I ordered it just the way I wanted it built. Heavy duty, everything right on down to the tire size. And it came eight weeks later, and I put it right in the woods. I've never been sorry. <laughs> that thing's been with me the whole time. I've had it for 53 years. It went through my family. You name it, it it's been there, done that. And the enjoyment and the fun. And now, I mean, it's got to where I can't even leave the house, man. And everybody's looking at my Bronco. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You uh, you said eight weeks. The new Bronco owners don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's what it took. And you could order it the way you wanted it. Now, first come, first serve. If you don't buy it, somebody else will. Yeah, yeah. But I ordered it just, just the way I wanted it. And you you worked quite a deal, didn't you? Yeah. I paid $34.90 something for that Bronco. Wow. Brand new, 100 over. And it came without stump shields, so I made him give me the money back on it. <laughs> he <laughs> was crying about that. He said, well, you're already getting it for damn near nothing. I said, well, hey, it was on the dotted line. You didn't meet it, so give me my money. And didn't you say you, you got it 100 over? 100 over cost. Wow. Try that today. Cost. Yeah. <laughs> That'll laugh uh, you right out of the dealership. Yeah. And it was a Bronco pickup. They quit making those in 72. And it's just been a ball game. I'm telling you, man, 
I made a dog box out of the back of it. I just put a piece of plywood over the back of it. We used to load dogs up, put them in the back. We get in the woods, turn them out, and just lower the tailgate. Man. Like so, rats running out of a daggum house on fire. They were going <laughs> every which way. What all, what all does your, talk, talk through your Bronco here. What is this? So what color is it? What engine does it have? It's boxwood grain. It's got a 302 V8. It's got the standard transmission that came with it. It's got the stand. I mean, you just kept the Ford just did it right. I mean, they come out with the front end. They will. They come out with the first type ball joint suspension on the front the front end instead of the old bell type, yep. like a Jeep had back then. It'll out turn anything. It. I mean, and then they had the transmission. That transmission, that old three-speed, that thing was in everything but a covered wagon. Ford had that. And then the rear end, I said, there ain't no way in hell you're going to beat a, a nine-inch Ford rear end. It ain't going to happen. Well, I did notice one feature on your truck on the column. You, you strapped something to that. The tachometer? Yeah, the tachometer. I had that truck before I got married. And after I got married, my wife wanted to know why I wanted one for my birthday. Well, I said, uh... I'd like to have a tachometer. So she says, well, uh, who, who makes them? Well, back when I bought the Bronco, Sun used to make electrical products. Sun was the name back then. So I said, how about a Sun Tac? So she goes and buys me a 10 grand Sun Tac. That damn <laughs> truck ain't never come close to 10,000. But I will say it will come close to six and it'll stay there. Because I let it sit there, and I tell it was either going to get 6000 or that some bitch was going to blow up. <laughs> so we, we stopped. As we're driving around here, we got stopped by one of our Tennessee members. And he goes, oh, that's he stopped us. He goes, that's that hot rod guy was behind. He goes, he barks second gear every time. Yeah. The reason for that is when the truck came, it had a... The rear end had two pinions on the positive traction. It came with the positive traction, what Ford calls a track lock rear end. But it only had two spider gears in the rear end. Those would not hold up. I kept blowing them up. <laughs> and then on the third time, I had it out there and I was coming down the highway and this rattlesnake was crossing the road. Well, I took my truck and I tried to kill the rattlesnake with it. And when I sidestepped the clutch, it, the damn rear end just blew up. Oh. And I turned around and I said to my wife, I says, you know what that is? She says, yeah, it's $500, that's what that is. <laughs> but anyway, that was it. I put a Detroit locker in it, and believe you me, man, it'll rip and snip. You ain't gonna tear that thing up. <laughs> it's still in it. So what would you say, what's your uh, favorite thing that you've upgraded on the, you got the Detroit locker, what else, what else have you done to it? Power brakes. Power brakes. Power brakes. If anything a Bronco needed was power brakes. The way it was, you needed two feet to stop the son of a gun. <laughs> and if you had a third foot, you just need a bigger pedal because that, that helped would work. But it did need power brakes. Power okay. steering helps too. Yep. But we haven't gotten there yet. It's, one one of of it, it's got to might be with me, with, you know, when you get older, you, you have those round to it. Well... I got around to it. <laughs> best, the best you can do. Yep, yep, exactly. But I tell you, if, 
if anybody else has as much fun with their Bronco as I've had with that one, I mean, it's just every time I leave with it, you know, people are looking at it. And the biggest thing is, is they like it because I left the damn thing alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was thinking about getting a sign for it. And I'm going to put it on the back. This is not a Boulevard Bronco. <laughs> not a show. It's not a show truck. I mean, it's, I use it every day. And, you know, it's been in the water. Water, you know, I've had it. One time I was out in the woods with it, and I had my wife, both my kids, and we were out, and I was on a logging road. And this was at night. And I'm going through this thing, going down to where some buddies of mine were camping. All of a sudden, man, the headlights went out and the motor quit. I thought, oh my God, man, what am I gonna do now? And believe it or not, I reached down and hit that damn key and the thing started up and drove out of there. And the reason the headlights went out is they were underwater. <laughs> I didn't go back out the same way I went in. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. One other time we were out there, and I was in a lake with it. And I had one of my wife's cousins in the car. And she says, oh, the cab. She's looking out the window and says, the water's up, up above the cab. I said, look on the floor, your shoes are floating. <laughs> <laughs> she, but I, 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 I just don't know where to stop with it. Yeah. You know, that truck, I've worked on it. Got mad at it. My wife used to come out of the house and want to know, who in the hell are you talking to? This is nobody. I tell everybody, this is that Ford taught me, that, that Ford truck taught me how to cuss. <laughs> and one day, we were out horsing around. And we were out on a slick old clay road. And Art, you know, I guess I, guess I was just showing my ass. But anyway, I spun off the road, and it went down in a ditch and turned over on her side. We got out, looked at the situation. I says, we got to put it back on its wheels, man. The oil's going to run out of the motor. We flipped it back up, threw all the junk in the back, and I had to take an axe and the fender on the top on the right side. It was bent in, and I couldn't open the hood. So I took an axe and beat the daggum fender back, opened the hood, checked the oil. It was good, so I slammed the hood. I says, let's get in. We're going to the next clay pit. <laughs> All right, so you got to tell us, what is your, like, do you have a favorite memory with this thing? Or, like, is it just, is it just everything? Well, things that stick in your mind. When that thing was new, I drove it to Magna Cat. Maggie Valley a couple of times from Florida. But three years ago I was coming up here and I was coming to my campsite and two miles from here somebody came across the center line and hit my RV and totaled it. Believe it or not, the Bronco was behind it and all that happened is it had a headlight busted. Wow. I mean, somebody liked that thing better than and then I had to drive it back to Florida. I looked like I looked like a Beverly Hillbilly. I had all this damn crap inside, outside. I had my daughter driving. 
I just told her to just get this damn thing up to 70 miles an hour, and we run out of gas, we'll put more in it. <laughs> and we headed south. And believe me, man, that thing is hot when it's hot. Uh -huh. There's nothing in it. There's no floor bed mat in it or anything like that. It came with a, a simulated floor mat. It was nice, you know. But every time it rained, it got wet underneath the mat. I mean, it leaked. The, the, the bed was leaking. I took it out two times, and then after the third time, I said, this thing's going to the dump. So I just took the mat out and threw it away. Yeah. So it has got no insulation in the floor. Now, okay, we were talking about, you were talking about your daughter. Your daughter's here. She's, uh, she's supporting you through, through this. Now, does your daughter have a Bronco? No. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> when will she get a Bronco? Well, I'm 81. I don't know. I, I had a buddy of mine. He was at a, a yard sale the other day, and he called me, you know, and being a mechanic my whole life, he, he says, I'm at this yard sale. I said, can you think anything you want? I says, well, is there anybody selling caskets? I may need one of them before long. <laughs> well, other than that. Based on how he drives, he, nobody's getting that Bronco anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're chirping gears just going around, yep, coming yep. up here. That's awesome. The reason it makes noise when it's chirping gears is that rear end's locking up. Oh. And when you go around a corner, both wheels want to go the same distance, so it's going to hop. That Detroit. Yeah, Detroit Locker. Well, thank you so much for coming along and uh, letting us stick a camera and a microphone in your face. Yep. Donnie, do you have any other questions? No, we just want to thank Well, I just want to thank you gentlemen for asking me to come up here and talk. Because it's, it's fun telling people what fun I have. Because yeah. it, it, it's all good. Thank you for the Toms guys for letting us invade their space and... Uh, and be here doing some podcasting. Um, so we're gonna jump into it. We've got Carson here. And uh, so we're just gonna jump into it. Well, here we are, we're uh, back in, uh, in Supercell land. We just had an old man here. Now we've got <laughs> a young guy here. And uh, just, just like that, it just uh, switches that easily. So we're back, we're here with Carson. Uh, I've, I've talked with Carson multiple times over the years of uh, coming to Super Celebration and I always loved his story. I always loved uh, what he was doing back in the day. I, I, and so I just wanted Carson to kind of tell us who you are and uh, what, 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 how did you, how did you make this happen? Yeah, so it's great to be here. Um, yeah, so basically I have always been in the Broncos. My dad's had one since he was 16. So... <laughs> Um, grew up around them and then figured it was time for one of my own. So I, you know, I've been drawing Broncos since I was five, six years old and, um, and finally got the chance to get one. And so found that one down in the woods of Georgia. It had been sitting since I think 1983. Wow. And so pulled it out of the woods, got it running and driving and, uh, sold drawings at, you know, whenever I could, I'd put out Bronco artwork, bring it up here to Super Celebration. Um, do anything I could to make a buck to keep that thing on the road. So I drove it every single day, um, and it's it's been a it's been a fun truck. I, that I mean that I love that 
story for you. Like, uh, that's how Carson and I met was he comes up, I, or I, you were with one of your parents and they were like, you know, Carson has, he has a Bronco and he's saving for parts and he's, you know, drawing, doing these drawings and selling them so that, you know, he can save up money for parts. And I was like, that's entrepreneur brilliance right there. Like use what you've got. Yeah. And I mean, that's where it all started. I mean, that's, I started off with the drawings and um, did drawings and did drawings until it just kept evolving into a, into almost a little business. I mean, I still sell drawings all the time on Facebook and that's awesome. have people reach out. And that's how that funded that entire project. So tell us about this. How did this start? Like, what was the shape that it was in? Was it, you know, what okay. did it look like? So that one, it's a, it's a 73 Ranger truck. Um, it sitting in the woods of Georgia since 1983 um, guy said that he went out and started it every day till the 90s until it didn't start <laughs> and so it just sat there and so found it out there and he had four other Broncos out there and that was the cleanest one of them and still I mean had rust in the floors and every panel was dented and and that's where I started I mean that's all I could all I could do at the time so got that one you know brought it home Got it running, driving. I mean, it had, you know, an inch thick of mold all over it. Oh, and, man. You know, it wasn't reliable, but had to drive it every day. That was all I had. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I drove that every single day. And it's, it wasn't the greatest, but it got me by and, and it brought me to this community. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you, and you've got a, a group of friends, young, we call them young Bronco enthusiasts. And you guys all... <laughs> came up to Ford Fest with us and brought your Broncos and that was really cool. We did. It was, uh, we have a group and it's, you know, four of us and um, four or five of us and we travel all up and down the East Coast um, to go to, you know, Super Celebration every year and go to Super Celebration, Ford Fest, and we'll even go on vacations together. I mean, it's <laughs> a it's a great group of friends. And so, um, I mean... And we plan on going out west either this year or next year nice. with all of our Broncos. Nice. Oh, that's incredible. That's cool. So, so it, one thing that we like to ask everyone, a couple questions, but one of them is something on your truck, would you recommend a DIY, you do it yourself, or a PAY, you pay someone to do it? So I noticed in your truck, since I've seen it last, it has this gorgeous new interior. Beautiful. So, um what do you what do you think about that? Is that a DIY or a PAY? I I would hundred percent go to Tom's and get that interior. Any <laughs> I mean, it, upholstery work is not my thing. I would just go to Tom's, get the interior. It's worth every penny. I and, mean, it it totally changes the look of the Bronco. Like it it makes it feel like it's finished. It does. I mean, I put those seats in it um, around early January, and it completely transformed the look of the truck inside now and it it's more comfortable like i drove it six hours here yeah and i didn't i got out of it and didn't feel like my back was hurting or anything like stock bronco seats it was, like it an was old a, man no it, yep, yeah yep. i mean it, it's an it's an amazing thing i would definitely that's one thing that i would definitely recommend just so on we usually rate the job on a scale of one to five wrenches five being the most difficult so what would you rate at replacing your interior Maybe two. I mean, it's really not bad. Just yank the seats out. It's I think it's four bolts or something like that. Yeah. I mean, for the front for each front seat, and they drop right in. I mean, you drill a couple of holes, and 
It's a it's a day job. Yeah. It yeah. seems like we so we get to see you like in your Bronco twice a year. Right. And every time you've done something else too. How long ago did you paint it? Um, painted it about just over two years ago. Okay. So um, painted it two years ago. Had an accident in it and um, <laughs> and decided to paint it. So that's for that 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 and that whole thing snowballed. It turned into all sorts of stuff getting redone. I like the Bronco One on the side. Tell me about that. Well, so it, the truck was a the truck was a show truck back in the uh, back in the late seventies, early eighties, ah. and so it was that was its name. It was it was the Bronco One, and so it had all the hand letter had the lettering and the pinstriping and a cool you know roof rack on the hard top and everything, and so I actually had a friend make me the uh, make me the stickers for it That's to put awesome. them back on. I so, love that. How much? How much does it look like the original Bronco one? It's it's very close. So um, if I put the hard top back on it, it's almost identical. So oh, cool. I've tried keeping close to that. I I put the same style wheels that it had on it. Just wow. To try and keep the history of it. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's got too cool of a history to get rid of. So. Favorite memory in the Bronco? Oh, this this could get me into trouble too. <laughs> look, look at your friends over here laughing. I know, They're just I know. like, oh, which one's he gonna yeah, tell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, there was one four wheeling trip. We all went out, and I know you're not supposed to take the early Broncos off road anymore, but you know, some of us get into trouble with it. Yep. So we took it. We decided to take it out, and it had been on the road maybe two weeks. And um, took it out, and I mean beat on it all day. Yeah. And we were, uh, you know, tried drag racing a buddy with my front hubs <laughs> locked in on dirt, and it blew the front drive shaft out of it. <laughs> and uh, front drive shaft hit the, hit the bell housing on the transmission and cracked, cracked the C4 bell housing. Oh. And then it was leaking out of the trans pan and blew reverse on the same trip. <laughs> and so... You but know, you made it home. Made it home there with no go. reverse, no front drive shaft, and it, it still drove. I drove it. I drove it for about two more weeks until <laughs> until it was funny. I ran into a neighbor and he had a C4 and wow. gave it to me. So that's amazing. But, that's yeah. amazing. Well, Carson, we were talking about you know we have the old, we have the the new, the young. What would you say? I mean, what what would you say to the younger generation who's out there? They're coming to this event with their parents. Um, maybe, you know, a little bit into Broncos. What, what's the encouragement that you'd give them? I mean, the people and the, the people are amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've developed the best group of friends anyone could ever ask for. I mean, it's, it's an amazing group and, um, you know, and, and the trucks too. I mean, you can get out there and do it. It doesn't have to cost a lot. It's, it's pretty, it, it's not anything crazy. You can go out there and you can get a Bronco for cheap now. I know yeah. people say that you can't, but you can go find one in a field. That's right. And there's nothing that says that you can't pull it out of the field and get it running. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's it takes work. I mean, I had a friend who pulled a truck pulled a truck out of the woods and got it running just for super celebration, just to bring <laughs> it up here. And so, it's not finished, it's not perfect, but it's it made it. Yep. And that's sometimes you just you don't have to get it perfect. Yep. Just enough to yep. get it out here. So, that's good. And you, you have friends that have uh, different generations, too. So. Yeah, so it's funny. We've actually got every single generation here. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, except for the Bronco 2 and all that. I don't know if we count those. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but yeah, we've got, we've got all the generations out here. So we've got, a, we've got the early Bronco. We've got a dent side. We've got a, actually two dent sides. We've got a, a bull nose and a brick nose and an OBS. Wow. So, 
Got all of them. That's awesome. That's amazing. Well, man, Carson, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast. Thank you for letting us take a look at your Bronco and uh, and be here. Guys, definitely check out uh, Carson. How can people find you? Um, it's Carson Colley 13 on everything. All so, right. Yep. On Instagram, all that good Facebook, stuff. Carson yep, Colley 13. There you go. So. There you go. Well, any other questions, Donnie? No, just, well, one, uh, do you have anything left you want to do to your truck? It, they're never finished. It, that one, I want to want Something put, you're thinking about, maybe you're looking at here. Yeah, I'm, I've been looking to lift it another inch or two. Um, I want to do long arms on the front, and then I think it needs more horsepower. I think, <laughs> you know, going to shoot for the 400 mark. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But yeah. I heard you coming when you pulled in. Yes, yeah, I had loud. to look in my mirror, and I'm like, in my Gen 6, I'm like, what's that behind me? It was <laughs> no, you. Earlier, they had a little drag going out, coming out of the show field. It was, who are you dragging? dragging I, th- I think that was me drag. and Parker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you and Parker, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to show him that the small block could hang with a 460. <laughs> That's so. right. He has a 460? 460. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, you totally won. Yeah, I, I think I got him. Yeah, but. Totally. totally. Well, again, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on, and Um, Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. We're going to be putting out some more episodes from Super Celebration, not necessarily about Super Celebration, but just we get to talk to cool people that we don't normally get to talk to uh, here on the podcast. This is day three. I've lost track. The sun has baked me, and I'm just, (laughs) I I don't know where I am anymore, but yeah, it's an amazing event. I mean, how many years have you come? I mean, I've, I've been here... Four or five years now. Yeah. It's uh, it's the one event I look forward to every year. Every year. So, every yeah. year. It's the one that I have to make. That's right. So That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Carson. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the broadcast. We'll see you next week.